0: Match day 7, FC Edmonton 1, Atletico Ottawa 2. Our first win on the road and our third win into the season. About as routine as you could ask for, but with some missed chances anyways. One more road game on this road trip, but let's talk about this one first. Welcome to ATO After The Whistle, the official podcast of the Capital City Supporters Group. I am Johnny MacArthur. I am here with Patrick Dornan, usually every Tuesday, all season long, giving you reactions, analysis, and some hot takes. We are behind one day this week. It is a long weekend, after all.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. And uh, for those of you who live in Ottawa, um, you know why we're probably one day late. I got power back uh, (laughs) yesterday at 4.30, so... We're we're going to, it was
0: was rough. It was a doozy. I mean, it was was to see. I I wasn't there, obviously, (laughs) but I was, you know, all all weekend, all I seen was uh, just horrific photographs and videos. And just, we we laugh about things, but some people were a little bit less fortunate. For everyone out there who was less fortunate, our thoughts are with you right now. Hopefully, you're recovering
1: okay from this. Yeah, and hopefully, uh, for those of you that don't have power back, you will get power back soon. Okay. Hydro Ottawa right. says he will, so but Yes,
0: uh, I, I know th- I know they've got their best people working on it. So.
1: Yeah, yeah. So All right. Edmonton. Edmonton away. away. A win. How
0: do you finally. Feel about this? I mean, it's, <laughs> finally, it's not the most convincing win, but a win uh, is a win, especially on the road, isn't
1: it? Yeah, I think that Ottawa had uh, a little bit of trouble so far on the road already, and mm. I was I was I think everybody, like everybody that watches the the team or follows the team, was concerned that we were going to come home with less than the amount of points we wanted. I mean, yeah. I, ideally, you want the full nine points for three way games, mm-hmm. um, but you know, I I would be perfectly happy with less than that as long as it's not three points or zero points. So, so.
0: agreed. I think I think it was Eddie that gave a pretty conservative um, hope. He said, "If we can get four points out of this road trip." And I was like, "Yeah, that's pretty. for for a guy like him. That's a pretty conservative estimate. But I think he got it spot on. Well, we he already got the he we did. Already we already got, got the four points,
1: points so everything's gravy yeah. as far as Eddie's concerned. <laughs> so.
0: yeah. and, I, and I would agree too. I mean, it's our first road trip of the season. It's it's." it's a big step for a new team to take
1: yeah yeah for right? sure for sure and uh i mean they've about, we, we drew
0: it we drew at forge you won at Edmonton i mean we're having a pretty good road trip we
1: right uh, we are and if you look at the standings i mean ottawa atletico is sitting pretty at number three one above york just throwing it out there just th- <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: this things like this is why i i mean you know like i was saying at the beginning we loved bragging about how we were in second things like this are why it's very imperative that uh, no one gets too excited about the table until you know about halfway through the season, I mean, we went from second to third to seventh, up to third again, and in a blink of an eye, yeah. And, it and happens. I mean, <laughs> look at Cavalry right now; they're they're sitting in second, and they were they were bottom of the table a few weeks ago.
1: Yeah, I think I think honestly, it's it's actually really nice to see because I felt like last season the the league had some powerhouse teams and then yeah. some teams that were perennially in the bottom, and us included. Mm-hmm. It was probably like yeah. us, Halifax, and Edmonton were like kind of not so great last season um mm. but this season i mean you look at the you look at this, the points right now and some we're in third uh but like there's there's teams that are above other teams just on goal differential they're tied mm. on points so mm. i think this season apart from pacific uh, <laughs> i think that the rest of the teams are fairly competitive and it's really really awesome to see it's really great to watch the games in general and not just atletico ottawa games i i watched a couple of the other teams play uh play this past weekend so there's um, been some bangers. There's been, there's been some, some bangers. bangers. I, I, would, uh, I would
0: say that ours was probably the least exciting it of the was, <laughs> uh, Yeah,
1: so I attended the watch party uh, at the GCP with CCSG. Uh, it, was, it was great. I got to... Technical difficulties, GCP, tell me about it's, it, watch party. Yeah, excellent. Great. We had a good-sized um, crew from CCSG. I was able to enjoy their delicious culinary creations, as well as discounted Heineken for CCSG members. Another benefit okay. of being in the crew. Just saying. <laughs> um, Just saying. Yeah. So it was good. Uh, honestly, we had a good turnout. Um, and uh, we, we recruited some new members. There was a table of people there to watch the game who wanted to find out more about CCSG. So we were able to recruit them and get their info. They're going to be in the dub for the game on the fifth. So uh, yeah, it was It was honestly, it was great. Um, that being said, well, let's talk about the game a little bit. Um,
0: yeah, let's get into this. <laughs> first,
1: first of all, why is the camera at Clark Field so goddamn low? Like, I felt it was like peak televised high school soccer vibes, and I hated it. I hated it. But I mean, it's I get that like the you know different fields have different technical limitations, but like man, you can barely see anything when they're <laughs> in the recording. I'm sure you you saw the same thing when you're watching in Montreal.
0: Well, I mean, wait till wait till you watch uh, wait till you watch us away at Pacific. Oh uh, yeah,
1: Starlight. And I've heard, might, and
0: then and then you might have another idea about what's a bad low camera angle.
1: True, true. I don't know. It's just, <laughs> it just it was
0: truly is the worst in the yeah, league. Yeah, and it was but. it was just
1: tough to see uh, what was going on, on in the game. Um, but you know, that yeah. being said, um, if, it happened. It was tough because like if I wanted to be at ground level and not see half the game, I would go to the dub and watch it at TV Place. The dub. There you go. It's, <laughs> I
0: think, I think I think watching them at our state as much as the broadcast of our games is is so shit insofar as how they point to the empty stand for some fucking reason. Mm-hmm. Um it's probably one of the better angles I would agree. in the yeah. league. So it's it's definitely definitely a treat. Yeah, for in sure. that
1: respect. Um, yeah. So other than the camera angle, what do you think? <laughs> uh, starting DeCunia, Bassett, and Wright in the mids, I I know we talked about it a bit. I kinda I liked it on paper. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was an interesting change up because obviously I think that they put to in just because we need some under 21 minutes. Plus, yeah. uh, he didn't have a great performance out of the gate. And I think this was a, a little bit of a redemption for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, in saying that, I think that for the first 20, 25 minutes of the game, he was pretty, pretty weak. Um, I was concerned. However, uh, I felt like throughout the game, he gradually got more. Confident with the ball. He gradually was taking longer to decide what he wanted to do with it. There were less kind of misplays. So it was nice to see him play a decent 40 minutes basically. Um, it's
0: really it was really weird because like I I feel like this was the least sure I was of our shape so far this season. Mm-hmm. It's like it it changed a lot and I was like are we playing a 4-3-3 three, three? like is is and then and then I realized that we kind of did revert to a 4-4-2 four, four, a lot of the time with with Cunha on like the left. Yep. I'm like what?
1: Well, what, like and-
0: what it? it's a little strange <laughs> yeah. and any, any wonder he you know had to Take some time to play himself into the game, but I, but like he said, I thought that he really he did do that.
1: Yeah, and it's funny because we talked about that at the Glebe Central Pub when we were, you know, I was talking with Joey and Patrick, and yeah. every time there was a sub, we were like in our heads trying to like do the math to be like, okay, so if he's coming on for Tabla, but he's a yeah. midfielder, so I guess they're rotating the three. Like, and, yeah. <laughs> I, and so I, to your point, that's that's basically what we saw happen throughout the mm-hmm. game was just a constant kind of fluid formation, which I, I don't know if it was that effective. I don't I don't think in the first half, it definitely wasn't like I was.
0: I'm nah. No, I mean, we did we did like I mean, we did expect something like this because we knew we had to do some sort of rotation. And I mean, you know, it wasn't a huge amount of rotation, but also a bit of experimenting with the shape as well at the same time. And I mean, still being able to come away with three points at the end of it away while whilst doing that is a pretty, you know, net positive Yep
1: yeah I, and I mean and at the end of the day that's what we're looking for is those three points right I just I don't think it was a pretty game for us um, no. I was hoping we'd play more like we played against Pacific, and instead we played not good.
0: So, <laughs> well, that's that's just it. I mean, if 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 uh, everyone had infinite energy and in a way wasn't a thing, and you could literally p- recreate that exact same game, I mean, we would have probably overcome our entire uh, goal differential. Yeah, I think so. We would we would
1: we would have <laughs> pumped them for goals for sure, but we didn't. <laughs> but regardless, we came away with the with the W. So you know, speaking of goals, how did Brian Wright not have three of them? I don't know. Um, so I, I was blown away that he didn't score in the 37th minute that like essentially open goal and he decided to kick it with his left foot instead of his right it for was, some reason. What, about
0: three yards? Yeah. Of the, yeah. Of the line, and like it was absolute
1: chaos. And all he had to do was put it on one side or the other and he kicked it straight at the goalie. So, I mean, in classic ATO fashion, <laughs> um, but, you know, he he did redeem himself, uh, at, you know, a few minutes later on the 40th or yeah. 41st minute when he played that got that amazing playthrough from Balutabla yeah. um, and, and put us up on the board. Um, that being said, I mean, I still, I'll say it again. I still think we need to find a better place for Brian, Wright Because I don't think, I mean, regardless of the fact that he scored cause he did and like, I can't take that mm-hmm. away from him. Um, I, I, I still think the right shot experiment is over as fuck. And I, I just want it to die. And I think a lot of people out there who watch the team are, are also on that train that, that it's just not working. And we keep trying to shoehorn it in every game. Um, and it's just, it's not, it's not working. So I would like to us, after watching this game to find a better spot for Brian. Not that he's bad, I just don't think he's effective where he is right now.
0: Well, it's weird because I mean like he got like the man of the match afterwards Ooh. and Yeah, but like who he made he made, the, he made team of the week, which, as well, which really is really baffling me. To me. I was like, yeah, he scored the goal, but I mean, like in both of the especially in the in the the, the when he should have scored mm-hmm. um at the 37th minute there I've watched that whole sequence back about five times and I've been watching Malcolm Shaw the entire time. Yeah. And he was like prime Pele in there just getting the ball s- switching it behind his leg getting a shot off getting the pass through. It's like what, what like, he played an incredible game but I'll, but Brian gets the credit because he scored one of you know what. But she's I, I mean going. again
1: I don't know who decides the Gatorade player of the match. I feel like it's probably some unpaid Canada Premier League intern somewhere that's like oh, he scored yeah. so he's obviously the player of the match without having <laughs> Having watched a single minute apart from the highlight of the goal, so yeah, I, I personally don't think he was the man of the match. Um, I'll talk about that a little bit later when we talk about up yeah. players. I still but. think
0: I, I will still say that the finish on his goal was pretty classic. Brian Wright, mm-hmm. he loves to do that um, curl it into the far yeah. post over the diving keeper sort of finish. He's done that before, and I mean, like I said, that's that's just this classic him. There's a reason why that dude is still my phone background as much as like <laughs> you know we've
1: been sort of shitting on over the past few weeks. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> um, but yeah, and, and and in saying that, I mean. I and mean, obviously there was the um, I'm going to call it the foul with colossal Titanic size air quotes, uh, which netted Murchuski a penalty. Um,
0: well, the, the, well, there's one thing as I'm going to say one great thing about this week is that we're ba- we basically don't have to talk. about the No, about exactly. I literally I have it. Great, I right? have it in my notes. Uh, it says officiating was they're surprisingly
1: OK, which is they're refreshing because <laughs> but it's the most we can ask. For. Whatever
0: people will talk like the thing is, like people were all up in arms about um, our penalty but I mean it was pretty it clear handball it was a real. textbook penalty I mean it was a little bit harsh but I mean you're 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 taught as one it is a defender when you're in the box to put your arms behind your back yeah and when instead he had his hand sticking out from his side True. and then the ball hit it and it's a textbook penalty. well so, and then like, and then he and then call. to watch
1: him argue I was like man like it's it's very obvious that y- it was redirected by your hand like don't ar-. and then he kept arguing even after the game so
0: like- and the thing is is like this 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 ref sort of uh, uh struck me as a bit old school and that maybe the call was a bit of a makeup call because he thought it was a soft one yeah I mean, you
1: know it's that's a pretty old school ref move. yeah which which like, v- might probably yeah. would have pulled it back well, and, but that's, I mean, just, and I guess that's just maybe he saw it just was it. enough yeah and i guess that's just it like i mean i look at the stats on the game 27 fouls it's pretty average only three yellows and a red like to me that's what i like to see i don't like to see this like you know people constantly throwing out cards for every little foul um yeah, yeah i mean good. it was a shit call it would have got overturned on var if we had it for 100 yeah. percent um but in any case it was one call we don't have to talk about it at length um i think that al elaine uh, rooch who was the the head referee um mm-hmm. i was pleasantly surprised um you know way to go elaine i wish you could ref all of our games other refs please take notes <laughs> Um, but overall, I think it was, we don't have to talk about officiating, which makes me so happy. Yeah. So happy. was it, was it,
0: was it a case of it being an easier game to take charge of because it wasn't really like chippy at all? Like it was pretty sort of, you know, yeah, I mean,
1: it, again, it was, it was fairly tame, but at the same time, But maybe that
0: just says that he kept control of the game, yeah. unlike other refs, you know, would not do so well. Yeah,
1: exactly. So, um, so yeah, so that's where I'm at on that. Um, Formation-wise, I mean, when we talk, Edmonton played a four-four-two. We played a four-four-two. I think you're right when you said that it was probably our worst um, utilization of that formation. I, I did feel yeah. like we didn't play. It wasn't. It wasn't familiar to me at this yeah. point in the season. Yeah. I've gotten familiar with how Ottawa plays the ball and moves the ball, mm-hmm. and this was mm-hmm. a little bit of a departure from that. I felt. Yep.
0: Yep. I would agree. I mean, yeah, I would agree. It was like like I said, I, I didn't even know where. Like it took me forever to realize that okay he really does have Jose De Cunha playing on the left wing and yeah. I mean, who is, is is I I love sort of Malcolm playing that that free ranging role around the top and I love sort of Balou also sort of playing See, seeing seeing Balu and Malcolm and Brian also made me think okay this is a four three three you're gonna mm. have Malcolm or Balou on the left Brian in the middle and you know Malcolm or Balou on the right whichever one but yeah. it was like. But Baloo was like playing right wing, but also sort of coming into that half space up the top near where the 10 would be It was yeah, it was kind of I mean was he, he thrive there because he could thrive anywhere But
1: but it was other weird than class. that. It
0: was it was still a bit strange.
1: Yeah, for sure um, But yeah, so so yeah, not not super happy with the kind of the the formation that being said we did have I think some standout players Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm gonna throw him in my standup players. I think for the fourth week in a row, and I'm pretty sure. And he was on the team of the week for the fourth week in a row. Team of the week for the fourth week in a row. One and month solid, f- so. And I think the fifth time this season, yeah. as well. Yeah. So yeah, he, made he it was the
0: first week as well. So five out of five seven, out of seven games. games,
1: he's been on team of the week. Uh, Ollie freaking Bassett. My God, I, I tweeted about it after the game. Here
0: comes Ollie <laughs> Bassett. <laughs> yeah. Ginger and that, and Bassett. that video
1: was great. Uh, we, we we gave him the Ollie Bassett cheer. Um, he retweeted it. Um, I, I tweeted about. I just he had an incredible game. I just like yeah. the calm that he brings to the center of the pitch. I feel like mm-hmm. he puts us. He he gears us down when I think we need it Um, And in this game, especially we were kind of a bit all over the map and I think that was formationally the that was the formation issue Um, but whenever he kind of got the ball i was always like "Huh." Oh. it was like the it was like the opposite of of when i watch us get corners kicked on us it was the yeah, it was yeah. the flip of that exactly, where i'm just like oh all he's exactly. got it's the relief. ball in the middle yeah he's gonna put it to somebody that that you yes. know he sees that's perf- And it's gonna be a nice pass he's not gonna like yep. rush it um he scored two goals in two games um that's his that's his second goal in a in a row um his pk his pendant kiss chef's kiss uh was yep. was a beauty it was great. Did, did you see his
0: reaction to the fans <laughs> yeah. afterwards as well? Yeah, yeah. Were,
1: could, they were they were yelling. They must have been yelling uh, something. So, out so to, you to can't you guys can't see Johnny and I right now, but we're giving the like the talking hand motion, <laughs> um, and he gave him the old shush again um, yeah. because they deserved it. it. So, um, yeah, I mean the the only thing I worry about, and I love watching him play, and I hope he keeps playing, is like mm-hmm. I mean Ollie Bassett has played almost every minute of every game of the season. I think he's only been subbed off for like a five minute like right at the end of one of the games. I think it was the third or fourth game. Um, So that's my only concern is, like, I just don't want to, like, burn the guy out. Um, I think we have a bit of depth and maybe we can rotate him in and give him some, like, rest period. But, I mean, if he's good to go, like, Ollie, keep doing what you're doing. We love to see well, it. That's, that's the thing is that he doesn't, like... Uh, I wonder
0: about... I would have to, like, maybe delve into the stats, stats a lot more. Like, I want to see what his, like, pressing numbers are like or his running numbers are like. Like, yeah. you know, he, he really... He's that type of player that it's a bit of a cliche, but you call, like, the heartbeat of the team. Yeah. But, like, as far as the guy that's in midfield that, like you say, basically decides what's going to happen when he gets the ball. And yeah. And, I mean, this game was really... Played to his advantage because they had that four four two, so he had like a little bit more like time and space yeah, in the definitely. middle to really dictate uh, proceedings. You know, it's not like he was getting barraged by three four central mids like w- without any time to do anything. Yeah,
1: yeah, I agree. Um, so anyway, o- Ollie keep it up. Uh, we love what you're doing. Um, please keep our team Always. running on time and on schedule. <laughs> uh, so number two for me is your uh, Tabla again. Uh, another great game. He Always. he has. Just such a a fantastic touch. Um, That being said, I mean, I talked about it. You talked about it when we talked about formation. I would like to see him maybe as like a false nine position, Vice being a forward. Um, I think he may, um, because I've seen him make plays. Like we've seen him, we've seen him make the the goal, Aldi Bassett's goal uh, against uh, Forge. And then this goal, Brian Wright's goal against against um, Edmonton, yeah, yeah, against Edmonton. Um, yeah. And like to me, that's that's where he shines. I mean, he, obviously, I'm pretty sure he, he. I mean, we know he can score goals, but I mm. I do love to see him supporting Shaw's runs. Uh, I love to see the interplay between him and Bassett, uh, who's mm. who's playing at the number ten right now. Um, I think it's the prettiest. Honestly, I think it's the prettiest football we see from ATO when when it's Ollie Bassett and Bally Tablo like passing back and forth. <laughs> And it's the thing that we never we we haven't really seen our, our team do in the past three years.
0: You know, I mean, we had we had glimpses of 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 uh, 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 a Cunha trying to do something mm-hmm. like that, and then we had you know Soto also carrying the entire team on his back trying to do something like that. But now we've got like a couple of maestros at the same time.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's the key to unlock. Uh, you know, our offensive potential is is maybe pull him back a little bit so that between him and Bassett, they can be the playmakers and really control. Where the ball ends up and how we attack the the opposing end third, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I'd put Balu up there. Um, this isn't a, I mean, I'm not gonna call it a standout, but most improved, uh, Jose De Cunha <laughs> um, Yeah, no, I, sure, I, I would I would give him you know the the most improved award. It it was scary watching him on the well seeing him on the starting lineup just because you know we have seen him one time before the season and it was completely mm-hmm. underwhelming. Um, but I think he had it. He found his footing eventually and had a solid 45 minutes before uh, before he was subbed off at 65. So. I think he
0: did too. I, I, I mean, I think like like we said, he got sort of thrown into a role that might not have been you know his best.
1: Well, and he's a young um, he's a young guy too, right? Like you're. you're he's a young guy
0: he, too. Yeah. And, but the the fact that he was able to play his way into the game shows a level of maturity as well. Being like, okay, like I'm sort of seeing what I need more often as this game progresses. I loved seeing him really use his height and win a lot of headers yep. a lot of time as well, which is which is pretty key. I mean. Like, watching this game was kind of like watching friggin' League 1, League 2 football. Sometimes it was almost a volleyball match at some points, yeah. points just yeah. just heading the ball back and forth. Like, okay, this is... yeah. That, is this the beautiful
1: game? Is this <laughs> Jogo Benito, or is this... <laughs> yeah, there was definitely a lot of that. Um, but in, in any case, uh, Jose, like, g- keep up the good work. We, we want to see you out there more. Um, and yep. I think you've earned at least a sub-in spot or an occasional start um based on your performance during this game not yep. phenomenal but pretty pr- pretty decent um and we're yep. glad you're starting to develop a little bit more so um right. so shifting gears uh, to disappointments um, mm-hmm. you, we got to talk about it it's 2 weeks in a row uh Maxime Tiso and I mm-hmm. I don't like putting him here because he, we've seen we've seen the magic that can be Maxime Tiso we've yeah. seen it in a couple games this season Um, But he's just not getting any better. Like he had a bunch of misplayed passes, some errors. One of them almost cost us a goal when he failed to mark Bitar's run down the left side. And I was like, oh, my God, like, how did you miss play that Uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) midway in the second? So uh, it sucks because Max does have excellent games. But like, I just feel like he's fallen off. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'd like to see like Neba back out there. Um, or even well, the, I was I was just gonna say that as
0: well. He wasn't he I mean, even dressed, I don't think. No, I don't. I don't know if he was if he was injured or what was there. But I mean, you know, when when you want to cover someone like Maxime Tiso defensive, defensively, you need the 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 Neba Espayo, and then like yeah. Becky playing the right wing to sort of like make up for that. And yeah. Shift over
1: well, I, or the right or, or I mean, I would even like to see Wall out there. Like he played uh, a little bit of this game too and, and was fairly yep. decent. Um, and yep. you know, under twenty one minutes are something we need. So mm-hmm. so uh, <laughs> so yeah. Apparently, so I, apparently we need. Those. It's like. Something that is exists in the rules. Uh, but yeah, so I would say Maxime Tiso still on my disappointment list. I hope he clear, cleans it up. Um, the, next, uh, the next one is definitely when we talk about hot takes on After the Whistle, this is going to be a hot take that not everyone's going to agree with. But, again, this is my personal opinion. Uh, Johnny, if you disagree, I mean, we can argue about it. But uh, I'm going to put Brian Wright as a disappointment this week. As a disappointment? Which is, um, it, I
0: mean, it, it's, a, it's a weird move, but it's one it's one that I get.
1: Yeah, because, like, I mean, I'm probably going to get some heat for it because he scored the goal, and, like, he, he had a couple other plays that, like, could have been goals. Gatorade mm-hmm. gave him the man of the match for some reason, which I don't understand. He made the team of the week. So all of those factors make it seem <laughs> weird that I just put him in the disappointments list. Um, but the team of the week. Killed that, yeah, I'm that sure, was. I'm well, sure put, every
0: other like every other fan base is also looking at that. Like, what the fuck? Well, they put Valky
1: like, <laughs> Valko Vol- 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 like the 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 Edmonton. Vika. K- yeah, Vika. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. put him as the keeper for the team of the week, and I'm like, he was dog shit. Like, why is he? Like, he was not good. Uh, Nathan Ingham was better than he was, I think. So I mean,
0: he, he did he did he did stop that that ball that was right out. Of, he he also stopped the other one on one in the second half. But that's which was but I'm not just, saying that like, that's another too, reason why Brian should have been a disappointment. Yeah, like, so. Those two um, things If you're number nine You gotta be making
1: numbers. Well exactly So anyway I, I feel like he had He, he should have had Way more chances He definitely should have Had more goals I just yeah. feel like he consistently like let us down and just let balls run, didn't pursue Edmonton players if he was like stripped yeah. of the ball. To me it just felt kind of lazy. Like I felt like yeah. he was just like, oh well, I lost the ball, I guess I'll just, you know, jog it jog it back at a five and like Well, that's <laughs>
0: just that's just it. If if you're going to be that kind of striker, then you have to be putting away those chances.
1: Yeah. For, you well, know and what I guess mean? I guess that's the argument is is, you know, Brian Wright is a finisher. He's a finisher. We've seen it all season um and you know, we've seen it in previous seasons. But my my issue is like when you contrast him with someone like Malcolm Shaw, who will actually run on the ball and he's a finisher, like I want to see more of that. And I think Brian Wright has it in his in his tool belt to pull that out. I just wish he would put the actual effort in because i do feel like sometimes i watch i'm just like man like you gotta you gotta run a little more like please just yeah. like at least put some effort in and and jockey the the you know the midfield when you lose the ball or whatever just put some pressure on him and i felt like he didn't do that all game so yes he scored the goal yes he was the man quote unquote man of the match yes he made the team of the week but he's on my disappointment list because i i think he can do better that's all i'm that's all i'm saying with uh with I brian think- right um, and then my one with an asterisk next to it is Zach Verhoeven. Um, mm-hmm. Really great half. I just think he needs to realize though that like he's one of the fastest players on the pitch. Mm-hmm. Like he burned defenders pretty much all game once he came on the field. Um, and it's, I mean, it sucks because I think he probably could have scored that 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 touch away when it was him uh, versus. It was basically like down the right side. He had one defender on him, um, and instead of trying to burn the defender, he tried to make a pretty pretty pass. To, he picked I, the wrong one. Yeah, move. and I think it was he some Sharp, Brian Wright or whoever. That was, but that
0: was what that was was it a three on one, three on two, three on three uh, one? a three works. on
1: one, yeah. And he went three for the on pass one, instead yeah. of just burning the guy because he had the momentum and he probably could have done it. Um, yeah. so it so it just sucks to see. Um, you know, he dropped, I think <laughs> I think Patrick or Joey had the uh, whatever the like stats app open. And I think he dropped from a six point nine to a six point three just off that one play. <laughs> 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 like immediately after it happened. Um so, so I don't like I said, I don't think he had played a bad game. I just I think that he just needs to understand his is his ability and his fitness ex- exceeds a lot of the players that are playing in the league and he just needs to mm-hmm. lean into that more because i love zach i've seen him play excellent he had a ton of assists um last season he's got a couple of, i think one or two this season um so i just want to see more from him so zach if you're listening you know your disappointment with an asterisk just like i saw some good things just more of that less of the like just to get out of your head i guess um, and, and and just go for it.
0: Um, well I mean we've said it we've said it before. I mean, you know it's, it''s it can be an issue of being you know asked to play in a position that's not necessarily your natural one and you know, true.
1: true and maybe those things. Maybe that things, was
0: things it. yeah, I mean things will improve, but it's yeah like we, like we all say, if if I was talking about that backline, if we had that back line of you know Tiso and then Niba and Aspao and then Becky and Verhoven then yeah. you know I think we would be absolutely unstoppable. True, true. So t- let's let's talk about how I mean I, I see this as a problem. Um, we we I almost I almost did this, but I thought better of it when we were talking about players that you were you know impressed with, or ones that were like you know your highlight players, your standout players. For me, two of my standout players were. Uh, Mamadi Kamara and Gabriel Bitar. <laughs> Why did they keep on slicing through our defensive line? And they were doing it like so pretty sometimes, too. Yeah. I mean, I The I, little I, back heel to Bitar for that friggin' shot, that that Ingham save in the first
1: half, like that was so sweet well, and pro. But that's just it. Like, I mean, I, I think that this is a, a continual problem um, for us is, is that we're giving. Teams that we play against, once they get to like the the last third of the field coming in on our net, and they get to that area right at the top of the 18 yard box, like we give them miles of room and hours of time. So like yeah. watching Roshuski, Bitar, and Kamara just like eat up all of our def- all of our defenders and like yeah. have tons of time to set up whatever offensive play they were mm. setting up was like extremely frustrating. Especially like late in the second after after Luke Singh got sent off. On a double yellow and they were still pressing With 10 men and yeah. I was like what yeah. the fuck is Happening with the team right now <laughs> <laughs> like, We're up a man we should have two Guys <laughs> and like instead they were just like Let them have it and do what they want remember to it, when so. we
0: were Talking about the heroics about playing us Like the underdogs and like mm. that's exactly The same sort of thing I was like oh my god if they Score and tie this up I'm gonna fucking lose it Yeah I, I, I might not even I might not even just Push this podcast back a day I won't even Do
1: it <laughs> He doesn't he, do he doesn't mean that guys he doesn't mean that Hill. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. I think that like it was it was terrifying to watch uh and I don't like it and I don't want it to keep happening. So whatever we yeah. can do to, to tighten up that space between the the, la- the last midfield and the top of the defending line. Like we got to we got to tighten that up, boys. Yeah.
0: Let's talk about how we didn't have nearly as many, you know, shots as or on target as we should have had in this game. True. Especially with <laughs> 10 minutes being in man up.
1: Yeah, so I mean we had 14 shots, 5 on target, so that's 30, you know, whatever, 35% average. Um yeah, I didn't. I didn't like it. I felt like we we should have had more on target. Like I think that's a respectable number of shots. I just it's, n-
0: it's not. it's fine in a vacuum when you don't take into account who the two teams yeah. are. In, you know what 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 the aspirations of one of the teams are compared to the 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 ability of the other team. I not 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 the not the ability, but you know the situation that the other team is in. You would expect you would expect more.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's just it. And I think a lot of that was the outgrowth of the fact that we only had seventy percent pass accuracy as well, which mm. is atrocious <laughs> like, uh, I, I, like I, and I think that a lot of it was just like misplayed passes that led yeah. to breaks the other way or whatever or counterattacks from the Eddies and I think that you're right I think they did play the way that they've always played against us and I don't know if it's just like we're, we're their like you know we're their rival or whatever in their eyes or they want to like play better against us than other teams mm-hmm. but um they, they they really gave it to us, and I have to give them credit. they did. um, they had some, some so they, they wonderful... led every
0: single passing stat, just
1: yeah, to throw well, it out well exactly. So I think that they they put in enough effort. I mean, I think that um skill wise, we were obviously the better team and we were the team that came out on top, but it wasn't a pretty win in my books
0: it it wasn't a pretty win, and it wasn't also really that obvious either. you no. know, what I mean, like when you look at like when you look at some of the the, the, the details, like, okay, we had four big chances to their one, so like that. You know that's pretty damning mm-hmm. but that's just because you know we had that sort of you know we have someone like blue tabla and someone like malcolm shaw that really puts those clinical balls into the last the last third that you know someone might not uh, finish when they should
1: <laughs> them, not naming any names but um <laughs> not naming but, at, but at the same time i mean like it, it was exciting to be up to nothing that was that mm-hmm. was like an exciting period of time Uh, between for the four minutes that we were up to nothing. Um, But I I think all of us expected anyone that was watching the game, all the ATO fans expected like, okay, this is the, this is the, you know, the, the last bricks came out of the, the hole in the dam and it's about to bust and we're going to go up for nothing or whatever in the last twenty. It just didn't materialize because that penalty kind of took the wind out of our sails. So. Um, yeah, I mean if we I, I wish we had played the way we played against Pacific against Edmonton because I think it would have been 3-1 or 4-1, maybe a shutout. Yeah, um absolutely. it was it was just painful to watch the the first 35 minutes out of the gate, um mm-hmm. and then to kind of watch us park the bus for the last 10 minutes. So yeah,
0: moment of the match, what do you what do you think it was? From, uh I know? mean if I'm
1: going to if I'm going to pick one, I would say it's definitely the the pre-goal and the goal from Brian Wright. I think that was uh the most exciting part of the match. Yep. Only because we ended up with the goal anyway, I think it would have been yeah. extremely disappointing if we. Oh, hadn't. Oh, it would have sort of. sucked so
0: hard. Yeah, no, it's, it's yeah. true. Like, like, like I, like I was saying. I mean, like Malcolm Shaw's play on that, that first chance, the hold up play, and then to bang the ball out to the side, and then receive it back in, and then do the fancy feet, and then yeah. get the shot no, off. Well, and Tablas
1: set up. set up for that goal was like textbook. Oh yes, no, it his was ball His yeah, his ball for the comforted. actual
0: goal was was incredible. The, the the touch on the pass, um, which I believe was McKendry's ball up through the middle. Yeah. Uh, the touch off the pad. I think it was one, two, boom, and then outside of the foot to curve it right into Brian's, uh, right into his running path. Yeah, he it was. It was, it was exactly it's the type where of ball made.
1: that like <laughs> there's, not, there's not a lot of players in this league that can do a ball like that. No, exactly. So that was good. Um, for me, runner up was probably Vlad getting that beautiful cross from Zach Verhoven at like 88 yeah. minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's tough because he didn't score. Like I just want Vlad the Chad to bury one. Like I just yep. want him to bury one.
0: <laughs> like, yeah it's it's yeah. it's really it's it's really annoying watching a, a someone who is so clearly you know a striker that you sub on late in the game who is so cl- their, their entire reason for being here is to put the ball in the net it's yeah, so you know, frustrating seeing to not be able to do that. Most definitely,
1: yeah. So, so I mean, hopefully, that's, a, that's
0: pretty basic fucking like analysis
1: right there. But like, man, like he needs to he you, needs to put the ball in the net. Yeah, <laughs> you've got like seven
0: sub appearances and one starting appearance, and you are supposed to be a striker, and you haven't scored yet. So it's just it's yeah, just it's very so frustrating.
1: I'm hoping that that will change in the next game or two. But um, you know, keep putting the work in, Vlad. Just you know, put one in the net for us, please. When
0: it happens, you will hear us, even if, even if it's all the way across the other side of the country, even <laughs> if it happens on Wednesday. True. So. <laughs> Anyways, speaking of hearing from us, you've heard enough from us. Now it's time to hear from you. CCSG well,
1: Mailbag. Mailbag. Mailbag, baby. Welcome to the Mailbag segment of ATO After the Whistle, where we take questions and topics exclusively from CCSG members. So what happens when you join CCSG. You get an extra segment of the podcast just for you. Perk. Yeah, perks, big perks. big time perks. Cheap Heineken and mailbag. Che- <laughs> <laughs> what more would you want? What more yeah. could you want? Yeah. Um, all right. So I'll, I'll I'll pitch one to you first, uh, Johnny. Yeah. Let's see see where we got here. So why why do you guys think we're continuing to str- struggle to score goals even against a team like Edmonton? I think. I, I think it's because, I,
0: you, you know how we were talking about how close the at the end of that game, how Edmonton was pressing like crazy at the end, even though they were down a man and they were just gung-ho and attack, attack, and they just yep. really wanted to score? Yep. I, I mean, don't think we've
1: ever done that. <laughs> That's a good point. Like I, 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 I'm trying to think of a, a moment in any game where we did that. I and mean, we
0: had that game against Pacific that was just really well... But in both ends, but it wasn't because we were like gung ho attack. attack. Yeah, there was was. never
1: there was never a real hard press in the last, you know, 10 minutes or whatever. I don't think we've done that this season. We don't press from
0: the front. We don't really press all of that hard. You know, we we kind of we, we stay organized defensively. And it makes sense because other than the 6-1, we've never conceded more than one goal in a, in a game, I think
1: that's correct at this point? Uh, no, we had a 2-2 tie against York, I think. We had a 2-2 tie, that's yeah. right, that's right. But yes. still, I mean, like, I mean you have- know, it's
0: still the majority of the times, you know, we don't concede more than one. And Obviously, you know, looking at our GD, you wouldn't think so because of shipping six but (laughs) (laughs) but the type of game that we play is definitely you know both ends it's like okay we want to be compact offensively and we're not going to let that we're not going to let wanting to score a lot sort of take away that from our game so I, I, i think that's that's probably what it is
1: yeah i think that's a fair assessment honestly um so yeah i think we just you're right we need to press more high late in the game um and you're you know maybe that's that's the role that vlad takes when he comes on is like leading that charge you know bring on the fresh legs 10 15 minutes left and and really press but we gotta he doesn't
0: strike me as a presser he doesn't strike me as having the the work rate to really do that (laughs) true he's the finisher
1: so like i mean i i i I would like to see just yeah more more ottawa offensive pressure at the end of the game like edmonton just did to us because they pumped us pretty hard at the very end of the game so well
0: and the thing is, is i think we like I think if we pressed from the front and then won the ball high up the mm. pitch, I think we'd be pleasantly surprised with the kind of uh, opportunities that would afford us. It's something that we, you know, would be like, "Oh, wait, this is what we can do if we play like this instead of just regrouping and then uh, uh, dealing with the pressure and then uh, going on the break from there."
1: Yeah. No, I you know I, what I, mean? I Yeah, I hear what you're saying. I think and I think you're right. I think that that maybe is is a, something we just need to work on.
0: Yeah. Okay, well, I'll throw one to you here. Do you right. think that drafting Dacunha first overall was a mistake, or will he step up as he plays more this season?
1: Um, if you had asked me that after his initial appearance, I would have been like, God, we fucking shot ourselves in the foot real hard at the draft. Um, I, it's tough. It, it's really tough with young players because, like, I mean, you see this guy play, like, I don't know if you've ever seen any of his footage from playing at, at Cape Breton University. Um, you know, he was a stud there, and he was excellent. Mm-hmm. But moving from college football to a professional level of football even at the level of CPL is a huge jump for these guys especially on these young 19 20 year olds that are coming out of that program with guys they may have been playing with for three or four years yeah
0: especially Uh, especially as like a a defensive player
1: yeah well and that's just it and I think there's a lot of pressure on his shoulders especially being drafted first that you step onto the field and everyone expects you to be like oh this is going to be the football equivalent of you know like any first-round draft player, uh, you know, he's going to be, oh, amazing. And then, you know, when he comes he's gonna out... He's going to be Connor McDavid. Yeah, he's going to be the Connor McDavid of, of Ottawa. And, of defenders. You know, yeah, <laughs> of defenders. And he comes out, and it was just oh, underwhelming. Um, but yeah. I don't think that we made a mistake. I think no. that as time goes on and he develops into the player that we need him to be, and we saw a little bit of it in this game. Mm-hmm. We saw a little bit of that flash of, like, okay, he finally took a second to breathe and like look around and like control the ball and like have, mm-hmm. have a read of the field. And I, we saw some nice passing plays from him and he, he played well you know, for the second half of his shift. Um, so I think if he can hold on to that and continue to develop with the team, um, I know that obviously they're, they're practicing pretty hard at TD uh, before and after games. So I, I don't think it was a mistake. I think that he will step up and play more this season. Um, I'm excited to see where it goes, but again, you know, here we are.
0: It really, it really, for me, it, it, it sort of it, it highlights you know the philosophical issue of if you're drafting, are we going to draft an attacker or are we going to draft a defender? Oh, I- and when you when you think about like drafting a defender, you might be like, oh, they're not mature enough, so maybe they're not going to be good when they go up to the professional game. But I might argue the other side, and say that if you think if you look at an attacker an attacker, and you judge their level of play based on the defenders they were playing against in college, who largely, I mean, we've all seen footage. Of you know great attacking uh, college players, then the type of goals that they score, and you're like, man, like if I actually pay attention to the defenders and not the attackers, you're like, that is some atrocious defending right there. Yeah. And then you get situations where you draft Stefan Karyovanovich, who you know scored a hundred million goals in college, and then came to play the professional game scored one. Yeah. So it's it's you know it, it's it's a, it's a gamble either way.
1: But I think you're right. I think there is more of a gamble when you draft an offensive player than a defensive player because. Mm-hmm. At least in the defense you're generally supported by the 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 older players or the more you know the the players that have been on the team for a bit who've had that chance to to kind of build that up and they can incorporate a new player I think easier in a defensive line than in an offensive Mm -hmm. line because once you get on the front you might be like oh we drafted this guy first and he's an amazing striker in university and then he comes in they're like all right you're gonna be up there by yourself because we're playing a you know a four three two one one or whatever and you're the guy. So like, don't fuck it up. <laughs> and then you come up against defenders who are really good uh, yeah, in the league. like 10 years old. Yeah. Me. That have been playing for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Playing for like seven or eight more years than you have in the yeah. league. Um, and yeah, that, that can create kind of a little bit of a deficit, I think. Um, so I, I think it was a smart draft for us. I just, I want to see him do more. Yeah, I think we'll get that from him, too. I think so. Um, all right. Uh, Mailbag's a little light this week, but... Uh, <laughs> I've got a couple I haven't oh. shown you. Oh, ooh, okay. Uh, all yeah. right, well, i I'm going to throw one. Can
0: I throw one to you now? Yeah, you, I know, sh- you sure yeah, can. Okay, I'll, I'll throw a good one to you right all now. All right, let's hear it. Um, this one is on Tabla. Goals will surely come from him. Mm-hmm. But are you surprised by the way he is becoming more influential in the buildup? Could he be ATO's, you know, Bustos or Morelli type of player? And I know that you that's exactly what you were talking about earlier. In this
1: uh, it, well, exactly. I, I think I answered this earlier, but I, I would like to see him in that false nine high, high, high mid playmaker position. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the chemistry between him and Bassett. I want to see more of it. I, I like to see Shaw in the front, obviously, who's who's playing excellent. Um, and whether or not Brian Wright stays up there, you know, I think if we move Balu back a little bit and give him that, yeah, that like Morelli kind of playmaker where he can still score goals from, you know, the top of the 18 or center of the pitch, but he's mm-hmm. also – the person who can burn two or three defenders and set up Brian Wright or Malcolm yeah. Shaw for the finish. Yeah, the ball right through. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Or take a rocket shot if he's got the chance, right? So yeah. um, I would like to see him in that role. So I think yeah. that's it's a good question. And I think that, you know, that's that's ideally where we would put him because we've seen it. And it's it's funny when you see players like that where, it like, in in your mind you, you have this idea of where they're going to play and then mm-hmm. over the course of three or four days, uh, or three or four games that they play for the team, you're like, oh, they're much more effective in our – formation and in our chemistry of the team in this other position that may not be their primary role in yeah. previous teams right so yeah i think balu tabla is there i think he's yeah he hasn't scored a lot of goals um i don't i don't think he's scored yet has he he's scored one, one. These yeah York. he did yes he did so he scored one but um and i think he's got more in him but i think mm. he has proven to be a tool that we can use not i don't want to say that sounds really he's <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Baloo. I don't mean, I'm not saying you're a tool. I'm saying you are a, a weapon in a our weapon, arsenal. A weapon in our arsenal. Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, that sounded way smarter in my head. Crazy. Um, but yeah, so yeah, he's a weapon in our arsenal, I think. And yeah. I think that we've seen exactly what he can do in that role, sitting high and making those kind of plays happen. Vice yeah. shooting on the net all the time.
0: Yeah, and it, it's it's well, yeah, and the thing is, I I know for the for the longest time I kept you know bitching about how oh he should be playing on the left probably up even till last week I was bitching about you that. You were. I, I think I can shut the fuck up about that. Yes, now. you I can. Mean, like I think if he's anywhere like up the top in that you know attacking mid roll he doesn't even need to be on the wing. You know, it would be nice to be, I would almost love to see that like Tuchel thing where he's got like the two tens behind like a striker up at the top and, Yeah. you know, maybe, maybe have him and Ollie like as the oh two tens behind like imagine? shot or something Could you like imagine that. Or even that Brian. Little, yeah, that no, would be that ridiculous.
1: Look, oh man. Shot and all the and, width, all the and, the width oh.
0: comes from Tissot and, and Verhoven. And and we've got yes. three at the oh. back, and then and we've the got speed. like, and we've got McKendry and Sizoko in the middle or all something right. like
1: that. Ato, okay, okay. I think we Atletico, just figured it out. Uh, Atlético Ottawa, you should hire us as consultants. I'm
0: gonna stop recording now and go play football manager. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. So no, I, I think that's where I'm at with uh, with Balu. Yep. I, I love the guy. I think he's he's doing yep. great things for our team, and they will continue. Agreed. All right. Uh, I got a funny one for you. Yeah, <laughs> which you probably saw on the on the on the stream. Why, <laughs> why was there a bouncy castle behind the net at Clark Field? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, don't. <laughs> I was wondering the same thing. Would it cut it? Would it cut away? There's a bunch of kids jumping in. I'm like, what? Yeah. like what? Like what is happening right now? Like. <laughs>
0: And here's a, here's the funny thing is that like we like we we can't talk too much because we definitely I don't know if we've done it recently but in the past we have also done that at TD Place but yeah. at least it's not right behind the net in view of the cameras it's like off to the side where yeah, like the well, kids zone is well
1: exactly and and I'm totally fine with that I mean I know at TD we have like a little area up by concessions that has like a little net and whatever and kids yeah. can go and shoot on it but yeah, yeah it just it's you know, like such a ridiculous place and they're like all right these are professional footballers playing, and they yeah, exactly. their, their shots are probably super hard, and they're like, but we'll put the kids right behind the net.
0: <laughs> oh, I never even considered that. Imagine a rocket just fucking <laughs> boom, right into the <laughs> bouncy castle just, like, murk some kid in the
1: head. Yeah, so I thought it was a little ridiculous. I laughed at it, and I think the rest of us did at GCP. We were like, what the fuck is that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Get it together, Edmonton. Up. Imagine you're stepping up to take a corner kick. Like, you're you're Northern Ireland's own Ollie Bassett, and you're like, alright, playing abroad again as a professional footballer. And you step up and all you can hear is yeah.
1: Timmy, Timmy, <laughs> don't put that in your mouth. Timmy, get that out of your mouth.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. Bouncy yeah. council, you guys have to get rid of it. Yeah, do no, it don't dump. get rid of it. Don't just get rid of it. 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 Put it, it somewhere just else. Put, put it behind the kids. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> get get the kids out there, that's fine.
1: But just yeah. put it somewhere else for sake. Definitely, says. definitely.
0: I have one more, and you all know right. what? I, I think the person who was asking it to me was taking the piss because they knew how hungover I was. It was my mm. birthday this weekend. I had friends coming to visit me. I was not feeling so well. <laughs> By the end of it, I felt all of my 32 years. So <laughs> this question was a little tongue-in-cheek. How does it feel being so massive? <laughs> That's it. That's the question. Well, Don't do this to me. Ask this to uh, Eddie. Don't ask this to me. Uh,
1: I mean... I can tell you because I went to. A, I'll had, see
0: you this evening at the game, but don't ask this to me.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, 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 uh, of course, I didn't have power for most of the weekend. So it's Sunday night. Uh, I had a very
0: different experience than a lot of people did back home over the weekend. And I have a little bit of, you know,
1: guilt about that. <laughs> ah, it's all good. But yeah, Sunday, Sunday night, um, I went over to my mother in law's with my fiance or my future mother in law or whatever you want to call it. Uh, but yeah, we went over there and of course we got on the wine and then, you know, when I talked to Johnny, I was like, Oh, like we're going to record like power's fucked and like, you know, whatever it's a holiday long weekend. And you were like, Oh, I'm real hungover. And I was like, Oh, thank God. Cause I, <laughs> I also had a massive hangover Thank God. and, uh, but yeah, how massive are we? We are massive. Honestly. Like I, yeah. I, I love seeing the engagement. I think the biggest thing for me is the engagement of the the, the fans and the supporters from CCSG mm-hmm. on social media, um, in the stands, and then to see uh, the players mm-hmm. reach out or reach reach out to actual like fans. Like we're talking yeah. like, you know, you you make a tweet like, you know, Megan sends a tweet about Ollie Bassett or like someone sends a tweet about how great we were, you know, they like seeing Malcolm Shaw or whatever. And like we're getting retweeted. We're getting likes from professional athletes. And. I love seeing that because to me that shows a relationship, a massive relationship, one might say, um, between the supporters and the club. And you don't see that with every team, but I love seeing how massive our relationship with the team is between CCSG and and ATO. It's um, great. It's it's know, great. It's, and you know,
0: it's 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 awesome. in between the players and stuff, we've talked about how they could they, they come and listen to the hot stove at, at times yeah, as well and like yeah. consume
1: our content. Well and it's funny because like even my fiance, uh, she was like, She's like, Oh, like how was the hot stove? And I was like, Oh, it was really cool, like Ollie Bassett tur- like chimed in and then So talk about the hot stove. Was it is, was so, a good one? Yeah, like, it was a, a good casts? one. Yeah. Um yeah, I jumped on the hot stove like halfway through um and surprised to see Gordon Smith had jumped on the hot stove. Um, And he was chatting just about the team, about how he thinks we've been playing all season, um, the the league in general. It was really neat to have Mm -hmm. someone... from that caliber, like high level within the organization, come on and just yeah. talk talk to us peasants of the you know of the Twitter <laughs> sphere about you know how dumb our hot takes are. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, but no, it was really cool. Um, we got to talk about the future for ATO. Uh, shout out to Eddie for running the hot stove every week. It's yeah, it's it's sure. fun. It's fun to jump on. It's cool because we pull in fans from other teams sometimes mm-hmm. when we are when we're about to play them or whatever to hear their yep. takes. Um, but yeah keep it up uh there's a hot stove every uh time we play a game so i think this week, next week we're we playing a a wednesday we're going to play wednesday
0: so that's what we're going to talk about next actually next game we we got the weekend off but we are
1: in winnipeg on wednesday the 1st oh and it's our Rematch shot for redemption valor, baby yeah it's uh you know it's rocky <laughs> 3 basically up in here we're we're yeah we're coming <laughs> back if if, if we're going to go back in history our um
0: our record against valor especially in their barn is not too fucking great. I don't it's know. not. We're not, it's, we're not good against them, man. We're not. good. <laughs> not historically. <laughs> like, holy shit! What a weird bogey team to have. But like,
1: yeah. Are we gonna? Are we going yeah. to?
0: Are we gonna get some redemption? I hope on so. Wednesday? I
1: really, really hope so. Wednesday night I mean, lights. So, so Valor is coming off a loss to the Whitecaps in the V Cup. Um, yep. A really dicey one nothing win against York, which is like. Mm-hmm. You know whatever and then another loss against the calves on friday yeah. last week so i think we they're they're ripe for the picking mm-hmm. i think that we could easily put a win on the board and come home with you know seven points instead of the four that we currently have um i'd like to see like i said we talked about it, i'd like to see Tableau a little higher malcolm is a striker maybe carl mm-hmm. or Babu on the right um brian wright maybe subs on second half i don't know um, but I just, I don't know. I, we can't do what we did against Edmonton and Winnipeg and expect anything. God, first. no. I, and I hope I never see that again all season. Um, <laughs> but, but, yeah, I think that we have we have the pieces. Again, we just got to put them together for this game mm-hmm. against Valor. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I'm hoping that, you know, with, with the rotation that we had against Edmonton and then, like, the week and a half rest, Um, I know it's the end of a road trip. I I doubt that they're not coming home in between them. So, yeah, it's kind of a road trip, but, like, it's it's whatever. It's a normal away game, and we've had lots of rest, so I, I expect to see, I hope to see... Our strongest starting eleven. Yeah, and we get a nice, good away showing at Winnipeg, and I hope we fucking smash them. And you'll get a little bit of redemption from losing six one.
1: Yeah, because I'm tired of hearing other fans shit on us for losing six one to Valor. So if we could beat them and shut everybody else up, that would be great. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, I don't. I'm like, I don't care about the win. I I don't care who we're playing. I just want to crush Valor (laughs) so people can shut out crush Valor. So yeah, so that is a
0: way we will be having a watch party. We will uh, be yes, having will. a hot stove the day before. Yep. Um, stay tuned. Know, the, yeah, stay tuned. Uh four days after that, on the Sunday, June 5th, I will be in town. Yeah, and I you will. will be seeing all my friends again. I will be in the dub. If you want to also be in the dub on the fifth when buying tickets, enter CCSG in the promo section. Don't forget to go to CapitalCitySupporters.com. Uh, so, uh, uh, sign up for the mailing list. For those of you who are already on the mailing list, check your inbox. Mm. There's a pretty massive announcement in there, something we're not going to talk about publicly yet. yet. We will be talking about publicly very soon, but, but go But those check it, who
1: know know, another you benefit know. of CCSG.
0: <laughs> you know. Another benefit of CCSG. They don't stop. And it don't stop. <laughs> and you know, buy the merch. The merch is sick. You know where to find us. <laughs> Capital City SG at on all the things. Uh, do you have anything else to close on? What, uh, I
1: think we I think we covered everything. Yeah, I think I think we covered it all. Uh, you know, we're we're definitely going to be on for the boys. Uh, I'm excited for Hell the yeah. Champ- Champions League final this uh, this Saturday, where Liverpool is going to win the Champions League again. Um. Oh yes, <laughs> that is, well that's the thing. Without without uh, without uh,
0: ATO action this weekend, it's all it's all Liverpool, it's all Liverpool, baby, yeah. all Liverpool all
1: day. And you know, uh, another actually, wins. it's funny. That's another redemption story for them because Real Madrid beat them in the Champions League two years ago. So that's true, or four years ago. So now it's our chance. So, it's, yeah, we're g- so Liverpool's gonna redeem themselves. ATO's gonna redeem themselves, and everything is going to be great. Everything will be right in the world, <laughs> especially after not winning
0: the league on the weekend, which was devastating. Anyways, <laughs> that was really that was Aston Villa's fault. That wasn't our fault. It's true. They had it. They almost had it. They almost uh, had it. Anyways, that's that's enough Premier League <laughs> talk. We have been CCSG ATOs after the whistle. We hope to speak to you again
1: next week. See you all soon.
0: correction at the end there we will not be having an episode next week because we don't play until wednesday so tune in the following tuesday for another double episode where we talk about both our away game against valor and our home game against pacific